This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that believes it's never too late to make history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about a stirring day in TV history when a beloved actor of the stage and screen spoke from beyond the grave, imploring viewers not to follow in his footsteps. The day was February 19, 1986. Actor Yul Brynner appeared in an anti-smoking public service announcement four months after passing away from lung cancer. The 30-second ad was produced for the American Cancer Society by an advertising agency called McCaffrey & McCall. The footage of Brenner was taken from the January 7, 1985 episode of Good Morning America, in which the actor gave his final interview. The resulting ad is jarring from the start. It begins on a black screen with the inscription Yule Brenner, 1920-1985. An unseen announcer then introduces the actor, at which point an excerpt from Good Morning America is played. It shows a close-up of Brenner, his brown eyes staring straight into the camera as he delivers one of the most powerful and haunting anti-smoking messages ever made. Let's listen to it now. Ladies and gentlemen, the late Yul Brynner. I really wanted to make a commercial when I discovered that I was that sick and my time was so limited. I wanted to make that commercial that says simply, now that I'm gone, I tell you, don't smoke. Whatever you do, just don't smoke. If I could take back that smoking, we wouldn't be talking about any cancer. I'm convinced of that. Yul Brynner was born Yuli Borisovich Brynner in Vladivostok, Russia, on July 11, 1920. Twenty years later, he moved to New York and then to Connecticut, where he studied acting under the acclaimed Russian teacher Michael Chekhov. He landed his first Broadway role in December of 1941, but had difficulty finding work in the years that followed. He eventually moved to Hollywood and began directing TV shows for the new CBS network. Then, in 1950, a friend persuaded Brenner to return to New York and audition for The King and I, the latest Broadway musical from the renowned team of Rodgers and Hammerstein. As you're probably aware, Brenner got the part, and it made him a household name almost overnight. In 1952, he won a Tony Award for his performance as the arrogant King of Siam. And four years later, when he reprised that role for the movie adaptation, he won the Academy Award for Best Actor, too. In the decades that followed, Brenner appeared in more than 40 other films, including a memorable turn as Ramesses II in the epic religious drama The Ten Commandments. But it was his breakout role as the king that made him a star and he would return to it again and again over the course of his career. In fact, by the time Brenner was diagnosed with metastatic lung cancer in June of 1983, he had appeared as the king in 4,625 live performances. In the last two years of his life, the actor would defy his doctor's orders 
and play the role he was born for eight more times. That's actually how the public found out the actor was ill in the first place. Brenner's voice grew hoarse from his radiation treatments and chemotherapy, which eventually forced his touring production of The King and I to close early. However, once the treatment had slowed the growth of his tumor, the 63-year-old actor returned to the stage again. Although not medically prudent, it was an impressive display of stamina, especially considering Brenner's long history of heavy smoking. He had first gotten addicted to cigarettes at the age of 12, meaning that by the time he quit in the late 1960s, he had been smoking between two and five packs a day for nearly 40 years. Sadly, all that time eventually caught up with him. Yul Brynner had his final curtain call on June 30th, 1985. It was his 4,633rd performance as the king. He died less than four months later, on October 10th, 1985. Shortly after his death, Brynner's widow, his fourth wife, actress Kathy Lee, was contacted by officials at the American Cancer Society, or ACS. They had seen the interview in which Brynner mentioned his desire to make an anti-smoking commercial, and they wanted to use the footage to make that wish come true. After all, it wouldn't even be the first time that a respected actor delivered such a posthumous message. In 1968, actor William Tallman, known for his role on Perry Mason, had recorded a TV spot for the ACS just a few weeks before he died of lung cancer. Brenner's case would be different, since he had never consented to the footage being used for that purpose, but if Kathy gave her permission, the footage could still be used. In the end, she signed off on the PSA, believing that her husband would have done so himself if he'd had the chance. And so, on the morning of February 19, 1986, the ad was run for the first time on ABC. American Cancer Society spokesperson Susan Islam called the commercial, quote, the most powerful personal indictment of smoking we've ever produced. A voice from the grave who believed he died from lung cancer because he smoked. In the months that followed the ad's debut, it was shown numerous times on all three major U.S. networks of the era, ABC, NBC, and CBS. It was also aired in other countries, including Australia, China, Israel, and Japan. Because it was a public service announcement, the spot was run for free in all of these cases, without any of the fees typically associated with buying commercial airtime. The ACS reported a tremendous response to the ad. The organization was flooded with letters from former smokers who said the PSA was the thing that finally got them to quit. One woman even recounted how her five-year-old twin nieces had watched the announcement and then rushed straight over to their father, who was himself a smoker. One of the girls begged him, saying, quote, Daddy, don't smoke. Her sister echoed the plea, saying, Daddy, don't. We saw the man on TV. Based on the many similar accounts of viewer responses, the PSA seems to have made a lasting impression on just about everyone who saw it, whether they smoked themselves or just loved someone who did. At the time of Yul Brynner's diagnosis, lung cancer was the leading cause of cancer deaths among American men, 
and the second leading cause among American women. Today, it's the leader among both men and women, with more Americans dying of lung cancer each year than of colon, breast, and prostate cancer combined. The good news is that nearly 40 years after Yul Brynner's death, medical advances have offered many patients new treatment options that weren't available previously. Still, the sad truth is that lung cancer continues to claim more lives than any other form of the disease, even though cigarette smoking among U.S. adults has reached an all-time low. Hope abides that a cure for the disease can one day render it a concern of the past. But until then, Yul Brynner's poignant plea remains as timely as ever. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to us directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.